Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. everyone and welcome to episode number 107 of the uncharted territory podcast my name is chad olson coming tonight from gilbert iowa where it was a little warm today it's been strange weather and my guests will confirm that here in just a second our super special guest because it got up to about 70 degrees but it's been very fall like and it's kind of humid and cold at the same time and friday it's going to be 31 for the high and, and I know our guest is, is leaving the state soon, but not probably soon enough to avoid that cold weather. Um, but I am very happy to be here with you all. And right now I'm gonna unveil our special guest to our panel. We're gonna introduce them first and let them introduce themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of Denmark, the faction Jared Balls is in Cellar Dweller Studios. Oh my oh God. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to live up to the build-up. Oh, <laughs> no. you already have. This is a good yeah, It's all downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> I could say yeah. good night, Denmark, and face to face. Yes. <laughs> First time ever live in studio guest for me. That's um, awesome. I guess Tim and I recorded a segment in my garage once. We did. Yes. So. But first time down in the cellar. There you go. So, in, in the heart of the beast. In the heart. It's <laughs> the heart of something. This is it. <laughs> so, this is awesome. So, Jared, do you want to share why you're here? Well, first off, as it's in Denmark, it's more, it was 21 degrees today. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not good with conversions. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no longer in the belly of the beast at uh, the Lego group. Now I'm in here in your, in your, uh, it's called the Cellar Dwellers. Cellar Dweller Studios. Cellar Dweller mm -hmm. Studios. Trademark. Yep. Um, no, I uh, spent seven great years with the Lego group and great passion point for me. But if there's one passion point that pulled me from there is I am now working for 2K Games on a, a little franchise called WWE Games. So I'm now a producer for that game franchise. So. Wow. That's awesome. From that Lego is Western, fantastic. Not not a hard disconnect uh, or connect to me. <laughs> so yep. So Jared's gonna be relocated. I mean, can we share this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't updated my LinkedIn yet. I was gonna wait till I was actually down in Austin okay. next week, but uh, no. Starting with two K games, uh, 
two weeks. Yep, moving down to Austin, Texas with his lovely wife, Sherry, and they're here in Iowa visiting family and stuff. So he said, can we get together some night? I'm like, how about we go out for dinner and then we have you on the air? So we went to the lovely Open Flame Steakhouse in Gilbert. I, you know, there's not a lot going on in Gilbert, right? Jared is a first-timer to Gilbert, so he can attest to. He texted me and he said, I think I'm outside, but there's not a sign on this restaurant. I'm like, you know, I've never noticed that. So I poked, I'm like, here we are. I mean, there's not much going on. So had we introduced him to the Freddy's special, which is their famous appetizer, which is, it's their day-old baked potatoes. They slice them up, they deep fry them. Then they put that with some cheddar cheese sauce. And then they throw some thinly sliced onion rings on top. And it is delicious. Incredibly and, heavy. And I had stomach churning <laughs> at the same time. But an experience nonetheless. Yep. And I had a, I had their their specialty old fashioned, and he had a, a Rob Roy, which confused our waitress, but we brought in the, the manager knew what to do and yeah. uh had it's that and the European version of the Manhattan. Yes. You you should have asked for something crazy like, you know, a grasshopper or a golden Cadillac or something like that. They they would they would have just passed away passed away when you I mean the Rob Roy, I thought our server was gonna have to Google it myself. I think they did have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. And he, he, you know, when you come to Iowa, you have a fried breaded pork tenderloin. So, Jared had that. And I can see he's already dug into your vitamin water as well. Yes. (laughs) I offered him that. (laughs) Cleanse his palate. Yeah. Well, you know, when in Rome (laughs) or when in Gilbert. When in Gilbert. (laughs) There you go. So I, I thought this would be a good surprise for you guys. We it is. Now, I am not going to start saying goodnight, Austin. I am still saying goodnight, Denmark. Stay, stay that is your, just, yeah. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm not going to. It was never about you. It was about you. It was about my people. That's yes. right. You're right. I just co-opted it. You did, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go around this fine assemblage of talent and, and see what everybody's up to tonight. How about Corey Olson, my baby brother up in Minnesota? How are you doing? I'm doing well, Chad. Uh, thank you. And uh, great to see you again, Jared. And this, you know, I was going through possible special guests. It's like, you know, when they have a mystery wrestler in pro wrestling, who could it be? And you surprised me, Chad. I, I was not thinking Jared. Jared was not on my list just because, you know, Denmark, you know, I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have thought that. But this was well done. A good, good surprise. Glad he could join us. Yeah, you uh, thought it was going to be Arthur. BR too soon. <laughs> uh, but weather here in the Twin Cities, uh, very rainy. Uh, I'm in Hastings, Minnesota tonight at my church waiting for my son. And the drive down here was very rainy. I uh, had a little bit of traffic, uh, some slowdown, one of the stoplights on the way completely out. So, you know, people don't know what to do then when that happens. But thankfully, no accidents. And we made it down here. And uh, But otherwise, yeah, it's been, been a little bit colder, a little more autumnal. And, uh, you know, it's getting, getting to be actually autumn right now. All right. Very good. Stu Lowry in Virginia. How you doing, sir? I see you have your drapes closed tonight. Is there? I do. And I, back? I, I don't back? have the, well, you know, it's pretty dark out there okay. uh, on the back 40, but I don't have the uh, lights on as is tradition. So I'll get those lit up here in a second, okay. but I'm already lit up with all this, this love, this Denmark love. This is fantastic. We have Jared here tonight. Uh, this is, I, I, I'm with Corey of all the people I was thinking of this, this just wasn't looking for me. So um, I had Pete Beck in mind for some reason, but anyway, uh, oh, I eventually. I like that guy. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love and you, Matt, Pete. Yeah, we, we love you, Pete. 
the weather here has been spectacular. Uh, upper 60s, uh, lows in the 40s. Uh, we are going to have the remnants of a tropical storm coming through on uh, what is tomorrow? Friday. Thursday, Friday, uh, Friday. Thank you. Friday, uh, the remnants of a tropical storm are coming through. So not a big deal other than a bunch of rain. Um, and then it's going to get quite chilly. So I say bring it on. I'm fine with that. 40s and 20s, it's uh, time to have a little uh, cold autumn weather. So we'll take it and looking forward to it and looking forward to tonight. All right. Now, Cor now Tim, before we get to Corey, since you just took a giant, Corey, what are you eating for dinner? As you just <laughs> you shut the camera off for five seconds. I apologize. At least I'm, I'm muted the mic. I'm having a steak wrap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And Stuart's got some you, eggnog. You guys should be, yeah, you guys should be washing down your meals with a nice chunky glass of eggnog. That would just do you oh, right. Oh, oh my God. That. Tim has a crucible <laughs> full of eggnog tonight. Tim, how are you stuff. doing besides not? That, that is I mean, a I goblet. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a bucket. <laughs> I have a bucket of eggnog. You don't know how much how much nutmeg it takes to, to fill that bucket <laughs> up either. Uh, things in Buffalo are fantastic. 68 degrees today. Wow. Uh, it was uh, beautiful, sunny, nice enough to go get a couple rounds of park golf in, you know, in the high grass. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. It is supposed to be uh, similar weather tomorrow, uh, cooling off a little bit. And then uh, by the weekend, it's going to be Buffalo weather. So, um, but, uh, but, but that's how things are here. Now, I, I hear that, that, that down in Austin, Texas, it can get pretty warm, Jared. So do, do, you, do you have any t-shirts perhaps that you could wear down there uh, in, in Texas just to, just to kind of keep, keep yourself cool? You know, I come from a colder country. So I have a lot of warm wear, mm -hmm. so I might be in the market for some t-shirts. Well, then, by God, let me tell you, because all you need to do, Jared, all you need to do, you go to tkostore.com. That's T-E-E-K-O store.com. You can get Uncharted Territory podcast merch. You get t-shirts. If it gets cool down there, which I don't think it ever does, but if it does, you got sweatshirts, you got hoodies, you got all kinds of merchandise that you can look at. It's just something I'm just trying to help out a friend here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here and uh, just figure, try and help you out in the future. Yeah, you know what? I, I did have to liquidate a lot of my stock clothing to move back. So I've got to restart. Well, there you go. So definitely have to give that a look. There you go. It's very simple. All right. You know, I, over dinner, I was just marveling to Jared how we never know what the pitch is going to be and how it's entertaining every time. Yes. And, and I was actually, I'd never been in until today. It was a, a Tyson's? Huge mega store here. Oh, Tyson's. Yeah. Tyson's. Okay. The in-laws are calling it Tyson's, but. Oh, maybe they don't. I was thinking they used to because they were like, what do we need for the house? We got some popcorn. We're getting big bags of popcorn, big bags of candy and beef jerky. I'm like, do they have eggnog here? So I was looking for a big that or jar of eggnog but they unfortunately did not carry eggnog in a tyson's hmm. i can't they agree with tyson's. great popcorn and great licorice though yeah that's what we're looking for all that stuff yeah. and that's why we're in the, the sweets and candies mm -hmm. and stuff like there's some eggnog a big jug it's kind of you, like you need a, it you need eggnog. Yeah. kind of like a Flamin fleet or something i don't do you have those Corey knows what that is I don't know what the East Coast yeah. equivalent of a farm and fleet or fleet farm Tyson's or Menards, bomb guards. You know what a Menards is? <laughs> sounds very Scandinavian. No, it's a very, it's like a giant store 
with like farm stuff, but clothing. You get your kids and, snow boots there. You get shovels. You get pet food. Fantastic. Well, we got places like that around. Yeah, fantastic. It's like a big chain of those. It's got tractor yeah. supply Popcorn. or something. Like that. Yeah, like a feed and seed. Uh, mm. Licorice. Yeah. Gotcha. Freaking fantastic. All right. Awesome. I, I I will say though that Stu is the one that clued me in on the Southern Comfort eggnog, and it is very good. <laughs> so it's good stuff, you, Tim. And that's a fine more Southern Comfort in it, or what do you put in it? Uh, I mean, I'm. You, you can. Yeah, it doesn't. It, there's no booze in it when you buy it. It's it it's right. non-alcoholic, and then you make it alcoholic because you're an alcoholic. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I basically have some some Irish love in mind. A little bit of Jameson and floating oh, okay. in there along with the nutmeg jameson works well Stu, what's in yours mine's just straight eggnog so oh. i'm i just like straight eggnog you're a teetotaler tonight <laughs> i'm not opposed to putting anything in the eggnog but tonight it is just straight old eggnog all right well do you sprinkle more nutmeg on it or do you, do you spice it up at all or just just straight just straight up what are your feelings on eggnog there's a time and place for it i haven't thought either <laughs> <laughs> although i did get home i was i was in stillwater oklahoma for three days uh for a conference and i opened my door to the fridge last night and there was staring at me was milk nog it's like half eggnog it's half milk and emily puts it in her coffee yeah so it's an egg and creamer i guess <laughs> like an eggnog flavored creamer yeah, yeah. interesting we'll go with it Made by made by Anderson Erickson, local dairy around here. So, all right, well, time to wrap our noggins around what's new in the Phil Singer Games land, and it's it's uh, another fine Scandinavian. We have Eric the Red, Live. my inst my instant favorite wrestler. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> there goes Paul Jones. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> Bill, what do you think about this guy? I knew of Eric the Red in so much I knew there was a wrestler named Eric the Red. I've had a good time with the uh, the research on this fellow. Uh, he was an interesting cat and pretty over, you know, in, in, in his day and age and in his particular territory. So I think he's going to make a fun addition to the game. <clears throat> I like these kind of characters, and I think he's going to be a good mid-carter and might uh, sneak a uh, secondary title win here and there for, for uh, people in their feds. He might do surprisingly well. So, okay, so we have Jared on. He's going to be our resident Denmark expert tonight. How do you pronounce this gentleman's first name? Born Ib? Ib? I's are pronounced like an E, so I would guess, and then usually your B's or your D's, you kind of, they call them swallow it. Okay. Speeds of the G or speeds of the D. Okay. So I, it'd almost be an E, or maybe, because you wouldn't hit the B hard. Okay. I would assume it'd be like an E. It's it solving. It solving. Because at first I thought it was a typo. I'm like, why did they put pound after born? But that makes sense. And that would be a guess. Totally, okay. totally. We'll confirm with Sam this weekend at River Rumble. And uh, yes, Stuart. A point of order. Uh, my middle name is Hanson and his last name is Hanson. So we, we share that. I, I thought you were going to say your middle name was Ib. And you had to <laughs> was i dropped it are either of you related to the band hansen i am because I hair <laughs> whatever you may think mbop is a great song yeah. it is very underrated i thought you're gonna say you're related to stan hansen and i mean now we could team these guys up as the hansen brothers you could nice like, put the glasses on them put the glasses on the whole thing oh my god that would be amazing 
I, I, we're going to go with the, we're going to, well, wait, I'm going to ask Jared one more thing. Now, you know, being the pride of Denmark, Mr. Hansen here, um, did they regularly throw ticker take parades for him on a certain day of the day of his birth or anything? Or I'm not going to say they didn't, <laughs> but I was not privy to. Okay. And it might be like a hometown thing and gotcha. it might be down south. I mean, it might just just been in the right region. I am so you, you just weren't invited to the party. Is that what you're I'm saying? Not, definitely wasn't invited. So I'm not going to say I didn't see it either. All right. Well, Corey, what, what do you think about having Eric the Red in the game? Um, kind of like Sue, I was aware that he existed, and that was about it. Uh, but as as you know, you started researching the card chat and everything, and you know, read a, a few things here and there. You you realize he was a, a big deal there for a while, and I like that we're including him in this northeastern themed set, even though he wasn't necessarily a WWWF guy, but you know, kind of the um, IWA and and some of those other. Um, maybe kind of outlaw territories a little bit and, and, and any rest of other places too but I like that we're including him and not just strictly focusing on on WWWF guys but I think a lot of people will have fun with him um, you know I saw some comparisons to the to the moon dogs you know people were asking if he could be a moon dog I mean it's up to you promoter uh, but um, I think this is going to be a, an all fun competitive kind of an upper mid card uh, type of guy and yeah, you team him with somebody wild like Bruiser Brody or Stan Hansen. That would be a that would be those would be some wild brawls. I like when you said some outlaw territories. I'm like he wrestled in the NWF and Tim's. Yeah, I was gonna say. Awesome. Excuse Sorry, me, Tim. Sorry. He just large marged you. <laughs> nice. So Tim, yeah, those those, those please, outlaw mud show guys like Johnny yeah. Powers. Tim, uh, please regale us with tales of Eric the Red. I, I really don't remember a lot about him. I remember seeing him when I was a kid. Uh, on, on TV, he actually won the NWF North American title from Johnny Powers, probably the only person I believe to ever actually beat Johnny Powers. He probably um, a loaded bone. I, I never thought he, I thought he never lost. He, I, I think this is one. It must have been by DQ and the title changed hands or something like that. He was never pinned or submitted ever in his life. He only <laughs> lost in a court of law. <laughs> that, that, was, that was about it. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, and then uh, he didn't hold the title for long, but I mean, he got it, and he he held titles over in uh, Puerto Rico as well, and so um, yeah, kind of just your your crazed, you know, huge guy that that kind of came in and would just beat the crap out of people. Um, I was I was glad that when I heard he was signed, I was very happy because he was one of those guys that um, you know I recognized immediately that that was an NWF guy at one point, so. Uh, very happy to have him in the game, and I think uh, I think people will be able to find some use for him and uh, and enjoy the card. Yeah. So when I you know found out we had him signed and we put him in the set, I knew there was a wrestler called Eric the Red. I'd never seen him wrestle. Um, I could I could track down four matches, two are on YouTube and two are in another drive that I have access to, and um, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, and I I, I had to. Uh, do some do some research and you know it, it was put it's not like it was hard to fill out the card but it also wasn't like there was a lot of competition to fill up you know i didn't say oh we're dropping the shooting star press for this yeah um so uh and then and tim did some consultation he's like i think he should be a little bit better i'm like yeah i don't know i just don't know <laughs> but we, well I, and two i mean i found that one now. that one magazine article on him yeah which i thought was really good and really kind of painted almost like a, a a shoot background portrait of him and and what you know where he came from what he was like that kind of thing so yeah. um yeah definitely an interesting guy 
Yeah. So we're glad to have him. Thank you to Ty for signing him and working with his family. And as always, we're always glad to have somebody new in the game. And I think we can say that we saw artwork for Friday's teaser, and that'll be exciting too. And that's all we're going to say so we don't spoil anything. All right. So let's see what's next on the agenda. Uh, I believe Phil Singer Games Fun Night is Friday, November 18th. Is that right? Or is it this Friday? Anybody know? Yeah, we don't know. It's Friday. The 18th. That's right. Friday the 18th. Jared oh, Moore. Thank you, Jared. I'm literally on the road to Austin. It's like I can't make it because I'm literally on the road. I think I'll be at uh, <coughs> Carter's wrestling meet. Um, so maybe if that gets done, I can jump on. Speaking of wrestling meet, Carter Olson had his his seventh grade wrestling debut last night at a a, a local event, and he went two and zero, pinned his first guy, and then beat his next opponent ten to six. So hooray for Carter! Did you jump off the turnbuckle? Um, I didn't. I don't think so. Uh, Miss Miss Catherine was a good cinematographer, and then we had commentary by my parents, who and it was pretty awesome because middle school wrestling you tend to have re referees who are either younger and they're learning, or you have mostly retired ones, and retired not not retired. They're just older gentlemen, and. They're not going to get down on the mat for like a flash pin or anything. They're going to like, well, Corey Seaton knows what I'm talking about. They're going to wait, make sure you got them, you know, like what might be a normal high school college pin is more like, a, I mean, you got to maybe have a good five seconds and you can hear, hold on, Corey. I'll just, I'll just say one thing for uh, what, what our father said. So, so Carter takes him down in the first match and, you know, has him on his back and stuff. And then he kind of rolled through and then, uh, later in the second period when he turned him in and had him down i can hear my dad yelling get down there and look <laughs> <laughs> oh but Corey, do you have a similar story well yeah as far as what you're saying about the the older generation of referees you see that in minnesota even at the high school level more the the jv level um oh, but sure. even once in a while varsity meets too you know we get the short straw and uh get a a more experienced ref, ref, God bless them. But yeah, they're, they're slow to get down there. And, um, you know, they'll, they, or it's, it's hard. Yeah. They're looking and they're looking and it's like, okay, come on. He's pinned. This is, it's only a two count and he's been down there for 20 seconds. So. Well, it, and, yeah. In yeah, his second ahead. match, I'm not trying to be too much of a homer, but I'm watching the video of his second match and it was a different ref. And I'm like, Oh my God, he had him pinned in the first three seconds and the guy just, yep was not going to you not drop into a knee no, so no. Uh, but he won the match so that was fine we we had one ref we used to encounter who uh the, the more years we saw him the worse his eyesight got by his own admission he's like well you know i can't see like i used to <laughs> well you know based on your calls we're not surprised and maybe it's time he finally did hang it up but so yes so and, one question that yes. i have yeah. how is carter's backflip celebration game um, he's working on it. He's working on it. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty spry and nimble. So he's working that showmanship. Yep. Yep. All right. And then our final piece of what's new um, ties into River Rumble for this weekend. Grant unveiled the artwork for his Adam Pierce redo that Corey worked on with Zeke. And I thought, I thought it looked very nice. Uh, Jared has the cards here. Uh, Grant sent me some advanced copies. So uh, it looks, it looks pretty cool. It's on the boards too, Tim. Um, so Corey, will you want to talk about that card? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, and yeah, big thanks to Grant. This is something we started oh, almost a year ago, I would say. Oh wow. Um, 
Yeah, it was granted contacted me or I think actually, no, I reached out to him because I had started using his Adam Pierce that he did for the original championship wrestling from Hollywood full set. Um, you know, and I told him, I said, well, I made a few modifications just to kind of fit him into the big picture of legends and, you know, kind of his place in history, but still very competitive, uh, has done very well for me in my USWA, which you can read on the discussion board, cheap plugs. Uh, but, but, you know, you can, uh, but you'll see that he's done, done really well for me. And, uh, when I told Grant that I'd made some tweaks, he's kind of had the idea, let's, let's do this. Let's make this a card, you know, let's, let's get it printed and, and everything. And, he kind of showed, sent me the picture that was going to be used as the art reference. I'm like, that's a cool picture. And when I saw how the art turned, I'm like, well, that, that matches the picture really well. Um, and I thought, you know, if we're going to do this too, you know, I don't want to just incorporate my tweaks and just the strength of the card, but I, I kind of talked to him and to Zeke and, and said, maybe, you know, we kind of freshen up the moves a little bit. And I'm not an Adam Pierce expert from his active career, but I knew Zeke would have a good, uh, database in his mind that he could pull up and he, he sent me a list that here's some moves that he kind of did at the end of his career and um, there were certain ones I wanted to keep from, from the original card but but I liked some of the ones that, that Zeke offered too and found places for them and and if you haven't seen the stats yet promoters I know we as Chad said we got advanced copies but there'll be a, a new finisher mechanic um, which I wasn't using on, on my version but I, I think I think it'll play really well and uh, I'd have no problem using it in, in my USWA so I think it's a just a good fresh coat of paint for Pierce. And you know, now he's pretty much retired and working in the WWE. Uh, but this is just kind of a good legends worthy card for him. You know, I showed Jared, because um, I follow Adam on both Facebook and Twitter, um, a saying he has about work hard, treat others fairly and show respect. And he's actually had that on a couple of t-shirts that you can get on at Pro Wrestling Tees. And the one is drawn by uh, one of his kids. And it's kind of a, a little stick figure guy and, and you know, written in crayon, but it, it's cool. So, cool. you know, I mean, that's a good t-shirt. And at this point I was going to pitch it to Tim, but Tim already threw out the t-shirt plug, you know, and uh, I just, I, you know, you can't beat Tim at his own t-shirt game. So uh, tonight we have some, uh, we're going to do a little behind the scenes look. We base it off a question, um, or two questions actually, that um, Pete uh, Fusco sent in. And um, we have an audio clip. So Corey, you want to play those right now? Hello everyone, Peter Fusco here, the Pete who's uh, not Death Knight 2. Two legends questions for you. Uh, in the early, early days of Uncharted Territory, you mentioned that if you could do it over again, you'd add bold stats to Ray Stevens' card for when he was teaming with Pat Patterson. Uh, now that we have Pat, are there still plans for this? Uh, number two, in the chaotic, ever-changing world of Legends expansion set roster building, what's the turnaround time from a signing to a finished card? I know the real answer is probably it depends, but I'm still curious. I'm recording this on Friday, November the 4th. So if Hulk Hogan were signed tomorrow or Ric Flair, would they be able to be included in the December set? Uh, what about someone, purely hypothetically, signed at CAC a few weeks ago? Uh, thank you. Can't wait for the next set. All right. Thank you, Pete, for your contributions. Um, so if we had to do it over again, and I don't remember us even saying this, so I don't know if we were all on a nog bender or what, 
But, I don't remember that either, to be honest. <laughs> which doesn't which which doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, I'm sure it happened. We just don't remember it. Right. Corey Corey remembers things. What I remember is that I think you had made a comment about maybe just giving Stevens general tougher tag stats, kind of like how the Rock and Roll Express or, oh. like, or Jerry Briscoe, even you know, certain guys, Dynamite Kid, you know, certain guys have the varied stats singles tag or, or, or heavyweight, junior heavyweight. Um, I, I, I don't remember it being specific to Patterson, but maybe it was. Maybe we saw that as a case in point. True. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I remember. Is, okay. Is, uh, well, I guess what we can tell you, Pete, is um, we'll do a little spoiler here. Pat Patterson will not have better tag team stats for teaming with Ray Stevens, but... If he wrestles in Montreal or Rio de Janeiro, he has freaking killer stats. The first minus four pin, he has an incredible minus 10, minus 10 agility and power. It will be outstanding. He's going to win that tournament. He is going to win that tournament. (laughs) No doubt about it. But um, no, seriously, like, you know, maybe it's something we incorporate when, um, if and when we have to redo Ray Stevens for, uh, you know, another printing or something. I think we well, I, and, and to be pretty. honest, I mean, when we when we did the color card, I mean, we did we did put the the tag move on there. I yeah. think we, he's got he's got the tag move on his card now. Yeah, and um, he's if he's not the only guy, he's one of the only guys that's got two defensive tags on level three defense. Right. So we did kind of perk a couple things up on his card. Yeah. Um, you know, just because not only did he team you know, with Patterson, but he teamed with Bachwinkle and he teamed with, you know, Snooka and like all these other guys too. Valentine um, Koloff. Yeah. So um, I, I think that, that the way we kind of did his color card was trying to build in some of that tag team stuff that we figured he'd be a, you know, a better tag wrestler. Um, so I, I think that was kind of factored in when we went, when we did the revision for color. Sure. And then, At least that's my story. Pete's second question, as you heard, is kind of what's the turnaround time for a new Legends card? If we signed Hogan tomorrow, could we do a card? Or if anybody was signed at the CAC at September, would they be in this set? I see what you're doing, Pete. He's digging. He's digging to see. Clever, if, clever boy. The 59 people we signed at CAC. <laughs> there's going to be 59 cards in this set. I see what you I'm not cracking. I, I'm not the invincible. You're not cracking either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I don't. Anybody want to speak to this? Wait, is, well, is the question how long does it take to make a card, or is the question can yeah. we fast track a card, uh, a wrestler to get in a set? I, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's a little. I think it's a combo. Both questions. Okay. Well, well, yeah, we can fast track them. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm not going to spoil too much here, but of the signings Chad and Tim and others got at the CAC, I'll just say one of them was going to be in this next set, and we found we got somebody else signed who was better overall fit for the theme, so we, we pushed that name back, and, and it's a big name. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it just kind of depends on, on what fits the overall timing and the, and the, the theme of the set and everything else. Um, you know, I think I think the uh, Brian Blair card that Chad did for the CAC, that was a pretty quick turnaround because that was kind uh-huh. of a last minute decision, wasn't it, Chad? Yeah, I we mean, talked I, about that. Yeah, I got that done in about three days. Yeah, 
Um, and I so feel as far like, as, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, just in general, as far as turnaround time, I mean, it kind of depends how quickly we need it. If, if Mike Molesky says, hey, we're going to put Hulk Hogan in the next set, well, we can get Hulk Hogan done pretty quickly. That's, you know, an easy one. But it kind of it kind of depends on who it is, how much research. Do you, is there video? Do we have to read articles? Um, it just just it just kind of depends. There's there's no set turnaround time. I'll just say it that way. But if if we got a big name that where there was video footage available and information available, and it was a big name that, that we wanted to get out and get into a set, we can turn that around pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, and we have, I mean, some of the ones we've done, even not even that big of names, but I mean, like the Pitbulls, that was a quick, I mean, that was, we signed them and their, the cards are out. And I think the Irwins were the same way. They were, yeah, they were pretty close. Yep. Where, where it was like, okay, boom, you know, and, and we, we got them signed and then pretty much, you know, within, I don't know, a month, Mm -hmm. uh, you had the cards in your hands. It, well, it some people don't for... because they all they do is complain about the mailing and that they never get their cards. But, oh no! But, no, no. <laughs> I'm be, I'm being mean to the people that don't that have bad bad postal service. Um, well, and with with both of those teams you mentioned, Tim, it just kind of helps that you know that was right at the start of the pandemic, so we were home a lot anyway. You know, teaching from home, and I was able to watch a lot of uh, WWE Network in between uh, online teaching and. <laughs> Get yeah. stuff cranked out pretty quickly. So. But between, yeah, I mean, I'm, he wasn't doing anything. He was teaching, working from blah, home. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, napping. Years, blah blah blah. In between naps, you know. But yeah, we can we can we can get stuff uh, stuff like that. We can we can turn pretty quickly. And if we get a big name and we we said, hey, then the question is, who are we going to bump from the set? You know. Right. Um, but yeah, we can we can do that pretty quick. Yeah, some yeah. of these sets are fluid. <laughs> I, I honestly, I would say, yeah, the debate of who gets bumped often takes longer than the card, you know, right? We yeah, might be arguing right, about right. that for like a week or so. And I feel like last year with the the um, kind of Memphis flavored set, there was some last minute one. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. probably um, every. I would say every set we've ever done. The, I don't. I don't think there's ever been one changed. where the there's yeah. always a last minute change. With with Memphis, the last name added was Dutch Mantel. Mm-hmm. He was he was a late signing, and I think I think we bumped um, Sputnik Monroe, who came out then in the next set a few months. That's later. right. Um, yes, so I was bummed. Yeah, because he was you know, and the argument was kind of well, he was that older generation. Plus, he fit that expansion nine group pretty well as far as time frame. Um, but then didn't Sam go out and get Billy Wicks? Did. that gave him time to get billy wicks so we right. brought that feud in and you know dutch yeah. was a late signing because he lost his pen in his beard so then once he found it then he was able to sign <laughs> oh, yes but, but no i mean that happened. i don't i don't know if there's ever been a set that we've worked on that at least in the at least in the color generation that that the, the final lineup has been the same as the starting lineup I was gonna say Legends 15 didn't move much because we didn't have a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, great questions, Pete. Thank you for mm-hmm. and, and then based on these questions, I said we're talking about creation tonight. So I asked Jared to send some questions over Facebook. So Jared, you wanna you could be the first person to live ask a question? Oh my god, <laughs> it's full of first. We have a yeah, this is great. This is historic. This totally makes sense. I'm going to be that pedantic guy in the room. Of a, oh, I like that's it. the producer in me of like, okay, how many man hours? I want to break this workforce right. up. 
make sure everyone's getting equal work and I want to make sure it specializes to your, you know, not eccentricities, but to your unique tastes and flavors. So my question would be, when looking at a set, uh, how many cards do you split up comfortably amongst each other? Or when splitting up a set, how many cards do you feel comfortable handling as an individual? And then how many per individual do you like to take? How much time do you want to take and consider it fully researched? Like if you could compile as much data as possible, you're still like, like you said, Hulk Hogan, Tim. Like yes, you can get hundreds and hours, hundreds of hours of footage, but when do you go? Okay, I've got enough. This is this is the line. With Hulk Hogan, probably about five matches. <laughs> I was gonna say five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's some guy like the British Bulldogs. I was working on those cards until Mike said he got to turn them in because I just wanted perfect, you know. And then there's other guys like that too because they just have such a variety of moves. Oh yeah, you get the Harley races, the Bobby, even yeah. Pat, even Pat Patterson. I mean, I yeah. was I was struggling with that because he had about forty-seven different level two moves, and I didn't know how. You know, I, I it's it's tough. That's why he has a full sheet for his card. He does. He he, he's, <laughs> he's, he comes on a legal size piece of paper. Yeah, you have a twelve-sided dice. Yeah, you know, there's always that that godsend card that actually is. Oh yeah, half yeah. Eight and half by eleven, you can just say, you know what, twenty-four moves. <laughs> but I mean, as far as splitting up the the workload though I, I would say it kind of depends on the set and who's in it and who's familiar yeah. with some of these guys to begin with mm-hmm. yeah uh, i was kind of surprised you know because i i had a heavy workload i i think at, at one point in the the process of this set i think i was of the 17 cards between the set the se's and the 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 uh the, the prime cards i think i think of, of those i was doing like nine so but that was a but i had done a couple already so it, just because I had done some research um, on, on some cards and, and had things ready to go. So that kind of helped out. Um, but also, also, you're retired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck I'm you. I'm teasing. I'm, teasing. I'm, a bu- I'm a busy retired man. You're all, all retired people are busy. No, I'm teasing. No, I, and I just knew like I had... You know, I, I had three conferences in four weeks and I'm like, I'm not going to be around much. And plus, but, but honestly, there were those sets too, where I was like, you know, they were coming out like when I was in tax season, right. Yeah. You know, before yeah. pre-retirement, uh, right. when I was in tax season and I'm just like, guys, I can't, I, I'm working till like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I can't, you know, yeah. I, I got nothing. Well, I and, mean, and we're a team. Me, we got each other's back. Yeah. For me, like during wrestling coaching season the set that comes out around like February, March, with like, it's been some of the ladies sets and then um, expansion nine this year, you know, I, I, I'll take a couple of cards and just say, you know, I'm going to focus here and, and let Chad and Tim do the rest. And even, you know, on the Memphis set last year, Stu even did a card, Stu did a Coco Ware and helped with that. Uh, Cause we were all just kind of coming down to the wire and trying to get everybody else lined up and perfect and everything. So thankfully Stu could finish Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as far as like, well, that, the other part of the question with the man hours just today, I was, uh, because, because we had an online school day, it just happens oh, as we're bro. recording. We, uh, um, these online school days, no, 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 <laughs> did you yeah. do my taxes then better than being <laughs> retired even. Yeah. Right. But I was doing research for one of the uh, wrestlers that's going to be in prime and, and I'll just say it's a redo of a black and white card. And I felt the black and white card, even after watching footage now, I, I'm like, I don't want to change anything, but you know, we kind of ch- changed something. 
so I'm watching, watching, and looking for something. And there, there'll be there'll be changes, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, I I just had to cut myself off and just say, okay, it's good, it's done. Let's let's move on to some somebody else. Um, and I probably for that that wrestler probably watched, I'd say six, seven hours, maybe altogether off and on, you know, not all at once, obviously, but uh, just whenever I could. And yeah, so it's, it, it just kind of depends, you know, like the men, uh, example of Hulk Hogan, you could probably get that pretty quickly or, or, you know, Chad with Eric, the red, you just had four videos you know, that you, you kind of take what you get. Yeah. yeah so but yeah. if you get, if you get one of those pioneer era guys yeah. and somebody says, Oh, just do a quick card for him. It's like, you can't, you can't. No, those no. are it's like when when you're gonna go, you know, you gotta you can, there's no video on these guys, so right. you gotta read. Yeah, for the, the pioneer guys, I mean, I spent a lot of time going through Steve Yoey's Strangler mm -hmm. Lewis book mm -hmm. and then um Rock's Rim's book on um uh Northern California and Southern California to get a lot of stuff out of there. Those were really hard cards to put together because there's just so much reading and 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 uh, of course pike's uh website too you know mm -hmm. that and uh wrestling as we like it web page the old those old uh journals on there i mean i would literally pull up it up an issue at a time and just do a find to see if i could find anybody's name in there that we were looking for so it those take a long time because yeah the william Muldoon that one took me a while yeah it might say oh you know so and so won with his double leg lock hold or whatever and it's like okay what the hell is that so then you're trying to extrapolate what they mean and i do say i would say pike's um pike's articles are awesome because it just seems like a lot of times they're more explanatory than some of the stuff on wrestling as we like it um but there, there's a lot of digging um you know the second part of your question how many man hours per card i'd say the vintage set was definitely the hardest obviously because there's just no video footage you know video we can be lazy and just watch and watch and be scratching down moves if it's in a notebook or you know sometimes they got two screens i got one note on the other side and or we're just putting it in the spreadsheet beside and then we kind of pull from there so follow up on that then. yeah <clears throat> if it's a division of labor thing mm -hmm. when you're doing all this reading all this research are you writing not just moves down but notes and and possibly first pass edits because as i understand Stu, you do all the write-ups do you do you do some shorthand stuff to help Stu so you don't double up on all this reading and research? Um, no. No, we don't help Stu at all. Yeah, we don't help Stu because he doesn't do anything. Stu's um, effed. No, we do. I mean, we'll, like, you know, Corey or Tim or I will send a few things or, like, you a guys, lot you of times, generally do. Yeah, yeah. Stu will write the bios and then we'll plug in the finishers and the moves to map, you know, so that way if Stu read that Eric the Red's finisher was a clothesline, but then I watched a match where it was a backbreaker. Usually video footage is going to get, it, it depends. I mean, sometimes it depends on what we, if it's a good source, um, but we'll just go in and, and plug the finishers and the other moves in there. But then we also edit Stu's bios and say, oh, you know, we'll, we'll throw some stuff in there or help out with a move or, like I know somebody just sent to you know this was this guy's seven tag partners for him mm -hmm. working yeah. the bio because that's who he saw. Oh, yeah. That would be me. That was Tim. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but and yeah, I, but I'll, I, I'll yeah. if I see something like that 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 when I'm going through if if I'm reading something like I saw that article about Eric the Red and so I I, yeah. I I I kind of made sure that Chad and Stu both 
got to look at that because there was a lot of good information in there. Um, not necessarily a lot that I could, you know, that would help with the cards maybe, but more with the bio, um, but you never know. And sometimes you just spot those things and you just try and pass them along to Stu, like, hey, in so-and-so's bio, remember to put this in, mm-hmm. you know? Corey? Um, yeah, I mean, well, along that, what Tim's saying, yeah, I mean, I another prime name that I was recently researching as I'm watching footage, I'm like, oh, well, he fought this guy who's in Legends and this guy, and he, um, and one time he teamed with this guy from Legends. So, because I know one, one thing that Stu says to us, sometimes it's hard to find legend um, affiliations to put in the bio. So it's not this just generic, you know, oh, he won a title at this place, but, you know, he's actually, he, he feuded with so-and-so who's in the game and and uh, and then Stu likes looking for those things. So, you know, as soon as I see some of those, I try to make note of it so he I can help him in his writing process. Correct, which is very, very helpful. So you also asked about times um, on the opposite extremes of time spent. Do you mean what came together quickly? Yeah, you guys have been touching on that. Okay. What, you said it, like vintage is the hardest, then maybe some people that have a ton of footage and stuff can come together that maybe have, you know, a localized moveset, so it'd be pretty easy to fit on a card as opposed to like a Bobby Eaton or a Harley Race, which right. the debate is what are the, you know, ultimately what, eight to ten moves actually make the card. Right. Like you got to have your choice yep. as well, yep. so you know, it's going to be some debates on certain guys' movesets for sure, whereas other it's like how do I, you know, how do I fill X on? How do I fill these moves? <laughs> it's like I can only put punch so many ways. Yeah, like a, a, a wild bull curry. He was a little tough to do. <laughs> Great scientific technician. We didn't have a lot of, yeah. yeah, it's like how many punches can he throw? So Ox Baker was another one Yeah, that, that was like that. But yeah, well, you this- come across some of those guys that that are, you know, you're, you're trying to find moves for the cards and then you get a guy like Harley Race and you're like, well, I got a hundred moves, which, you know, which 85 am I going to leave off? Yeah. And the same holds true with their biographies. I mean, some of these guys, it's like, how am I going to condense this all? Because there's just reams of stuff written on them. And then some of them I'm like, guys, does anybody have anything on wrestler X? Cause I can't find squadoosh on this guy. I mean, it's just hard. Um, so it, it fluctuates. I mean, it's all over the map. I mean, I think I like when you said Ox for his color card. We I had so many iterations of how I wanted to do his heart punch finisher. I remember that we saw. I saw this one mat. You know, you always think, oh, the heart punch should be a plus five because it was his killer move. Except sometimes he'd go out, and even in prelim matches, he'd hit it like eight, nine times, just to show how evil he was and everything. And he and the guys like staggering around. I'm like, okay, do we give it a at one, I think I had one version where it was like three add ones, or it was going to be um, like a triple zero, like K. I mean, it was just all over the place. I'm like going, well, I mean, historically, it's it's kind of sold as this one time killer move. You know, I it didn't seem consistent all of the stuff that he was hitting ten times. You know, it was just a few one offs, but um, so that's why we kind of ended up where we were with that. Because he's a really hard guy to stack because he's got this huge, devastating finisher. But he wasn't like a world heavyweight champion of a major organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you want to give him a big finish, but you got you to gotta basically trim the rest of his card down 
so that he's not beating the Harley races or the, the Jack Briscoes or the, the Buddy Rogers, you know. And in terms of editing, I, I you know, we've said it before, but I, I think I think that Antonio Noki card this summer was probably the most edited card we've ever done. You're, you know, in terms of play testing too, how you kept just putting it through the the playback yeah. over and over and over. Yeah, I, I went uh I basically dummied up the stats and to create a character card on on online and then went to the play by play simulator and was just cranking it through there and and trying to get the right results. I mean, I was just having he was either either struggling with like agile, I think he was struggling with agility guys. Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, just just there were a couple things that just weren't working out right, and I kept tweaking it. Um, you know, so he got play tested a lot. The kangaroos got play tested a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those are probably I think I brought those up before. But I mean those those are probably the the, the most play tested cards that that we've done that I can recall. Corey or Stu, do you have any memories of other guys we edited a lot or went through a lot of iterations before we got to the final product? I know you said you were talking about the the Bulldogs. You, yeah. Chad, you working on the Bulldogs. And, um, you know, not only did it take you a while, but you kind of had, <clears throat> excuse me, you kind of had different ideas as far as, you know, well, should we do mechanics this way? You know, what, what should Dynamite's card look like? We want them tougher against tag teams and light heavyweights, but where do we incorporate that? And, mm-hmm. and I, I think, you know, I think you had a couple, maybe, two, three big changes before we get to the final version. And, and I think the final version turned out great. Um, I think the fabulous ones were kind of like that too, where there was a lot of like, yeah. we, we want them to be a very, you know, a good team, not necessarily good as, as singles. I mean, competitive singles, but not, you know, not as strong. And, and how do you do that? How, how, how many tag moves are too many? And, um, and other than that. Rocco. Harley, I think was... Hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Stu. No, I was just going to say Rocca a little bit because we were wow. sensitive to him maybe underperforming on his black and white card. So yeah. Yeah. we wanted to tweak that thing and get it right. So I think mm. you put that put put that through a simulation too, Tim. I did. Yeah. I did. And Harley, I think, was one just because with the finishers, because we originally had him with like a plus three pile driver. Right. But then we're like, well, crap, he used the vertical suplex and he used the, the falling headbutt. And it's like, so Chad, was that you that worked on Harley? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I remember that that was one where we were struggling to kind of figure out how to get all these things on the card and still make them, you know, one of the top guys. Yeah, because we didn't want to stray too much from the black and white as far as the pile driver being a tough move. So we didn't want to do just three straight zero finishers. You know, you go from a plus three pile driver to a zero but then there are other, you know, so there was a lot of discussion on that. I do remember, um, you know, but it's like a, that vertical suplex was really a, a regular finisher for him. So we really mm-hmm. wanted to make that one where he could, you know, get the pin at any time. And then I like how we did the, the diving headbutt off the death jump. Um, mm-hmm. I always, I always kind of liked, um, I know we did that in you know, going back to the NGO set, the, the later Akuma card had that where you could do the Samurai ambush. So he wasn't right. doing it as regularly because the storyline was he was older and not able to do it as much. But yet, you know, he could still hit it once in a while. And, and I always, always kind of like that as kind of a hidden, you know, hidden top rope finisher you do every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and just enjoy that mechanic. 
I feel like in terms of guys, it was almost it was hard to come up with a move set. Um, the Fantastics and the yeah. Paps kind of fall in there because even though they're faces and you expect them to have all these big double team moves, which they do, a lot of their offense is just punching. Yeah, because they're do, working like more of a southern style. So to right. actually get, it's almost like it's harder to fill out their level two, and, and maybe you know some of like their their um, level two number five and six those moves. You know they they might have a lot of double teams, but they're not always the finisher, and it's hard to represent. But I remember that with the black and white fantastics trying to kind of struggle on a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are some, I, I think the tag teams too can be like that because you're, you're trying to make, make them tough as a tag team, but not too tough in singles. Mm-hmm. And, and so it can, yeah, that can be a factor too. And trying to make them kind of balanced. So, you know, one guy's not, not dominating over the other and, you know, how do you do that? And, and yeah, yeah, you don't want a guy that's better better than his partner on level one, right. two, and three offense because then you're saying, right. well, why would I, why the hell would this guy ever tag out? Right, exactly. And and to that point, I just and this is a personal preference. Yeah. My favorite episode you guys do is you when you record what I consider your certification process, your going gold. But, <laughs> okay, we all agree on this card, right? And there's some push and pull, and that, right. You know, design isn't science, right? There's a there's a feel and. People have to get on board and understand where you're coming from and working together and and seeing the vision. And I love when you guys record those sessions and say, okay, we all agree, Kurt Hennig's turnbuckle's a B, right? <laughs> no, no, we don't no, agree. No, nope. <laughs> that's not something we agree on. There's a lot of things we don't agree on, but you know, eventually oh, wow. you just have to, you know, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Corey and I are debating over, you know, does this one person deserve a defensive tag on level three defense? I mean, yep. that's the kind of crap we do. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't, but that's okay. Um, okay. But, if, I, if, if, but if that's what I have to give up, that's fine. You know, I, I, I'll pick, I, I'll pick I the battles that I want to win. Yep, I finally agreed to that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we do a lot of compromising, you know, yeah. um, we, but we argue, but I mean, it's all respectful and we, you know, yeah. Yeah. We argue over email or all the time, you know, I mean, no, what are you doing? I, mean, I don't what? think it's as bad as it used to be. No. It used to be like, like when we were doing the black and white cards, we, we get into it a few times. Right. Right. And it wasn't again, nothing, nothing that's going to last, you know, no. it's like, it's like the old cartoon with like the, what was it? The coyote and the, the sheepdog, you know, who's watching the flock and then they, yep. at five o'clock, you know, they punch out and it's like, everything's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go get a beer. Yeah. 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 You but know, I, um, I've worked on several design teams. In fact, now I'm a producer. I'm leading from production side design teams and you have to have a cohesive design that isn't a set of designers that aren't actually seeing everything the same. You don't right. want that. You want different perspectives. You want input, give and take and people that are willing to push and pull because there's other things they think are more important or or not. And so mm-hmm. by doing that, you get diversity and you get a more well-rounded product. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And we yeah, try I mean, and we try and be pretty good about, you know, saying, well, what do you think about that? Like I I had one of the cards that I was researching. I I uh I said, hey, do we need a gimmick on the bottom of this guy's card for for this certain thing? And you know, we kind of went back and forth and said, you know, no, I don't I don't think we need something like that. Yeah. You know, we, we mention it maybe in the, in the handbook, 
um, but we don't we don't need anything on the card for it. So I mean, there, there's things like that too, where you you kind of you know you kind of cut like like Chad did with Eric the Red, where he's like, hey, I put this card together, but I don't know how tough this guy's supposed to be. Right. Um, you know, and and so I think in in those circumstances, we just kind of throw it out to the group and say, you know, what do, what do you think of this? Yeah, that one I definitely leaned on Tim. I'm like, is this where he's supposed to be? And Tim's like, no, he's supposed to be tougher. I'm like, all right. And I took no offense to that because I had no freaking clue. The finisher needs to be plus five, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, he's Eric the freaking red. I mean, he's from Denmark. Blind. That's it. <laughs> I can't wait till we do an all Danish episode of this show. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Denmark's top 10 all-time greatest wrestlers. I'm going to find it. I was there just going to start working on that. that, that yeah, you, get, you get that project <laughs> going, Stu. I, Stu. Stu, I thought you meant we were going to speak in Danish for the whole episode. Yeah, that, I, I got to learn that one. I don't know that yet. <laughs> I thought you meant we were going to eat Danishes while we did it. That would be the easiest. That, that's your lowest hurdle. But it might not but, be the uh, best listening. No. Yeah. All right. So I just Googled. That's when we, that's when we invite Jared back on again. I, I just Googled top pro wrestlers from Denmark and pro wrestling wiki has 23. It does. I was going to say after Eric read that probably number got one slim. is, is go, go for those signings. Who, who is it? Desiree Peterson. I've, I've heard of her. Oh, I remember her. I know her. Then there's the second one is a dude who looks like a bald Chris Jericho named chaos. <laughs> not ringing a bell no 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 i'll no. have this prepped no not so eric the red Woo. eric the red's down that low go one <laughs> uh i mean eric the red and desiree peterson would be the ones those, that those are the ones you know there's somebody named mickey j but i don't think it's the ref uh, oh no no michaela jensen yeah no all right, I got my work cut out for me. Apparently, there's a, a <laughs> company called Wrestling.dk. <laughs> there is a promotion. All right. Yeah. There you go, Stu. Start watching. <laughs> get on it. It's uh, based in Fredericia and Aarhus. Fredericia and Aarhus. Interesting. I didn't know there's an Aarhus. Thing. Were you close to Aarhus in your former time? Yeah, it's an hour north. Oh. The city in Denmark. You could have been watching Mickey Jane get him signed. You could have. Uh, yeah. What could have been, Jared? What oh, missed been? opportunity. Well, you know, there's probably some wrestlers in Texas you could sign, so you can go down there and work the crowd. <laughs> How close is Austin? Awesome. Easier. Isn't Booker T? <laughs> Houston. Houston, yeah. This is organization. Yes. So. Have to look into that. There you go. All right. Well, next we're getting into our shout outs and wrap ups for our, our uh, uh, episode tonight. Uh, Jared, do you have anything you'd like to plug, promote, shout out anything? Um, since last being on this podcast, mm -hmm. I was on another podcast, the official, the Lego groups podcast, mm -hmm. bits and bricks. Ooh. So if you want to learn how the process happened and how the Forza horizon Four Lego speed champions expansion pack came together, you can listen to me as they interview me explaining the whole biz dev design process and how. Wow. Bits and Bricks episode 41 or 42. I think it's episode 41. All right. Somewhere in there. It'll call, be called Speed Champions, uh, Forza Horizon. But And what kind of game is that? It's a video game. On no, it's a video game, but like, what is it? Forza Horizon, like... open world racer, car racer, oh, okay. open world exploration. And then we work with them to make a. Um, uh, a Lego version expansion pack set in their world. So you can drive around real world cars or 
Lego vehicles. Okay. So it was a good time. I mean, the podcast things from last year. Okay. Oh, cool. That's about the only thing I can probably promote right now. All right. Well, yeah, you, you can, when you're able to promote things about things you can promote later, you can come on here and promote them. <laughs> so, no, I have just, been, like, I just want exclusives. That's all. Yeah. I haven't been like what you call a gamer since like Super Nintendo. So, you have a phone, right? Yeah, but I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't game on the phone. Okay. No, because I can't really see it very well. All right, Corey, who's batting his eyelashes in it. He must have got some of that steak fajita wrap in his eye. Yeah, yeah, deadly. Oh well, thank you, Chad, for hosting, and thanks so much, Jared, for being our super secret special guest. Uh, great to great to have you on, and great to see you. And I uh, hope everything goes well with the the move back here and everything. I want to give some attention to our fellow Phil Singer Games content providers. Of course, uh, Todd and Sam and Mike over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games, Grant Pachoco at the Solar Promoter YouTube channel, Steve Tower at After Further Review on YouTube, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Longfree in the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds on Twitch, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games Character Spotlight. Thank you all for providing so much content on a regular basis, so much to listen to, so much to watch, so little time. Uh, but yeah, just uh, thanks everybody uh, for all the great comments and all the support. And thanks so much for click, clicking, listening, and downloading. All right. Thank you, Corey. And, you know, as usual around here, sometimes we have to jump around in our topics and stuff. And I, I forgot to have this on the run sheet. So one thing we were going to do would be a perfect close right now is Tim and Stu are going to talk about the finale of the baseball season. I don't know if they were going to review their, their picks and we were going to publicly shame them or what that was going to entail. But uh, Tim and Stu, you want to take it away with whatever your baseball analysis was? I don't remember my picks. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, because I actually did research. He wrote them down. I did. So you had picked uh, Toronto, Cleveland, and Houston in the American League. So you're two out of three. Two out of three. And you picked the Mets, the Brewers, and the Dodgers. So you're one out of three in the National League. Oh. I picked Toronto, the White Sox, and the Mariners. So I am 0 for 3 in the American <laughs> League. But... I swept the National League because I picked Atlanta, St. Louis, and Los Angeles. Impressive. Strong work. Uh, we, we both picked Vlad Guerrero Jr. as our AL MVP, uh, which he had a decent year, hit 274, 32 bombs, 97 ribbies. And, uh, um, and I, I made the comment on the, uh, the, 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 the show. I said, well, he's not a gold glove candidate or anything. So guess who wins the gold glove at first base? <laughs> Vlad Guerrero Jr. Vlad Guerrero Jr which is another reason that metrics are always wrong. Um, this is the expert analysis you pay for, folks. Oh, wait, it's free. There so you go. That's it. <laughs> exactly you, it. You, you got what you pay for on this one. Um, for NL MVP, I had picked Trey Turner, uh, who I thought was a good good pick. He had 298, 21 homers, 100 RBIs as a shortstop. And you picked Juan Soto, uh, who you didn't think was going to be a Padre at the end of the year, but was. Nope. Um and he had 242 with 27 homers, 62 RBIs, and led the majors in walks with like a million. Um, for the AL Cy Young, I had picked John Gray, who was seven and seven with a 3.96 ERA, and you picked Garrett Cole, who was 13 and eight with a 3.5 ERA. Um, National League uh, Cy Young, I picked Chris Bassett of the Mets, who had a very good year. He was 15 and nine with a 3.42 ERA. You picked Max Scherzer, 
who was 11 mm. and five with a 229 ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're losing on all of those. And for the World Series, I had picked the Dodgers over the White Sox, 0 for 2, and you would pick <laughs> the Dodgers over the Blue Jays, 0 for 2. Yeah, well. Um, so th- there's the, the, the recap of our, uh, uh, of our horrible job of, uh, <laughs> of handicapping the Major League Baseball season for the year. We'll be back again next year with an equally horrible job. With an equally horrible <laughs> prediction, yes. Just Although I did have in my notes, I, I had like for the home run leaders, I had picked like home run leaders, and I was one for two. I had said Jordan Alvarez in the American League, so I was I was only about thirty away from Judge on that. Um, and but I did pick Kyle Schwarber in the uh, of the Phillies he, he in did the National it. League. So yeah. I'm one for two there. So uh, although that doesn't redeem all the other horrible things that I I picked, so. Um, so there you go. There's your, your uh, recap of episode, whatever episode that was. So the moral is next year when we do a baseball episode, don't run to the sports book. No, do not. I, I would not. I would advise against that. All right, Tim, did you have anything else in closing or any shout outs? Well, I just had another question for Stu. So, so Stu, do you always do the eggnog cold or do you, do you warm? Always cold. Oh, always cold? It, yeah, I don't think I can do it warm. Interesting. Okay. If you warmed it, wouldn't it turn into an omelet? <laughs> how much be a tasty like, omelet though well how much does this taste like egg I'm not a big egg fan it, it tastes like a custard actually it, it does that's a good analogy that's a good analogy and i have a major sweet tooth so i mean i like it some people say it's disgustingly sweet to me it's just fine i don't think it's that sweet i, I but mm. i i think it, it, it kind of tastes like a like a custard that you would get you know it's not too sugary or anything yeah at maybe Alton's beef and custard, <laughs> perhaps if it, 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 in rural Jamestown. <laughs> um, and um, and Chad, you've got to be happy. I heard that uh, those Power Town action figures. I heard they're bringing back Remco's. You are now the fourth person in 24 hours. I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been besieged by good stewards like Todd Jorschel and Grant. And I apologize, whoever else sent me that yesterday. Like. My my phone. Oh, uh, not affiliated with the game. Uh, some somebody else who's a major figure collector that I know from Central Iowa was like, "I'm like that's all I need." I held off. I did not buy the Power Town Series One. <laughs> um, but you know, you start talking Remco's is ding 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 right now. He's he's behind the wall of Remco's. He has a lot of Remco's <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jared is flanked, surrounded. <laughs> So yeah, um, I, I did see that. That's supposed to be early 2020th year. I think you're supposed to order them, Mark. There you go. And uh, and I hope that uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I hope everybody got out and voted yesterday because it's our right as Americans to elect the thieves and the dirtbags that are going to run our <laughs> national and local governments. Um, were you a <laughs> civics teacher before you became an accountant? I was. <laughs> yeah. See the the thing is I'm 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 not politically uh, you know I don't have one side or the other I just think they're all horrible, yeah, so um, I get that from my dad. My dad was the same way. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, but other than that, I just want to thank everyone for listening. And hey, we'll be back with 108 next week. All right, Stuart. Well, you know, uh, as Veterans Day is approaching, my wife and I got to do something pretty cool this past weekend. Um, we took part in what's called an honor flight in which they, oh, yeah. have you heard of those? They oh, fly yeah. in veterans from all over the country, uh, bring them into Washington, D.C. so they can see the various war memorials. This, these particular flights that came in on Saturday were 
uh, heavy on Vietnam, Vietnam War veterans, so they were going to go see the Vietnam, the wall, the Vietnam War Memorial. And I don't know who got more out of this, the veterans or myself and my wife, because when they got off the plane, our role is to serve as a well, that gives a great visual and an audio medium uh, is to is to form two lines of supporters and people that are cheering these people when they get off the plane, because so many of the Vietnam Vietnam War veterans did not have that kind of reception when they came home. Right. And <clears throat> there are a lot of people at the airport. It was at Dulles Airport, and we were all cheering them on when they got off the plane, and they were very moved because they didn't they did not know about that component of this honor flight that they would get a reception like that. And some of them had tears streaming down their faces and you just get really choked up because regardless of what you feel about these particular wars, the fact of the matter is these people went and put their lives on the line for all of us. So it was uh, very moving. And uh, with each year that I, uh, with each year that goes by, I, I guess I have a greater appreciation of that. And God bless all our veterans. Um, it's an amazing thing they did. With that, I'd like to say uh, thank you again to Jared. Wonderful to have you on. I was just absolutely flabbergasted when I saw you were the special guest. That is fantastic. <clears throat> You're better than that than that Dick and Desher guy by a mile. Um, oh, you heard it first, <laughs> fans. Shots fired. <laughs> and good night, Denmark. I can say it looking face to face. All right. Well, Stuart, I want to ask a question. How did you get um how did you get like signed up for this greeting ambassador duty? That's a good question. My in-laws have been doing it for quite some time. They live up okay. in the DC area and they've been asking us to come and it just finally worked out we could do this. And so they are heavily involved. So therefore we got in uh based upon that. Okay. No, that's very cool. Yeah, they they usually do about once a year out of central Iowa on honor flight and they'll have you know like collection buckets at, at the convenience store counters at, at the Casey's and stuff and are um so those are those are really cool experiences and usually get some TV coverage around here when they take off. Um but yeah thank you for doing that. So um and I'm I'm glad I you mentioned that because that uh reminds me of a couple of things from my trip to Stillwater. Um they have a very uh it's very similar to Iowa State's campus and they are a land grant institution. So they do have some green space. But what the cool thing about uh, Oklahoma State University is that they have been very deliberate. You cannot really tell when the different buildings were built because they all have a very similar, they're all brick. They all look the same, like the signage outside. Whereas, you know, on Iowa State's campus, you can tell that there was no let's keep a theme of what this campus is going to look like um but otherwise it was very similar to being in Ames being in Iowa State it is a large college town higher education is the industry in there um I got to go we got to have dinner and the uh club suite level of T Boone Pickens Stadium so that was pretty cool I got my picture taken with their uh Sooner mascot guy with a giant plastic head a little scary some people were nervous I was not I got my picture taken um, and then on Monday, we had some downtime. So that morning, I shot an email to Leroy Smith at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Stillwater. And uh, Jack, and I, I'm going to butcher his last name if it's Carafix. Uh, Troy and I sometimes call him jokingly Jack Kerouac. We know that's not his real name. And we've worked with him a couple times on, on promotion for the Tragos Thez stuff and Dan Gable Museum. But uh, Jack is kind of like their social media director, information director. And he gave me a, 
a 90 minute tour of the hall of fame and i mean we stopped at every artifact and he told me the story told me the history of it you know i mean a lot of it i knew but he was explaining how they got it and it was fantastic um it was i was just very blessed to have that opportunity um but what brought me when you mentioned veterans um when i was going out for a walk um on monday and tuesday mornings we're walking down this one you know sidewalk and they had i mean hundreds of small flags in the ground in these kind of on both sides of this sidewalk just i can't even imagine i mean there there might have been a thousand flags there were so many of them um for veterans day you know coming this week so it, it was really cool how they recognized their veterans and that's you know a, a cohort i interact with a um, fair amount at work sometimes you know and um I agree with you, Stu. I'm very thankful for their sacrifices and what they've done for our country. So um, I'd like to thank everybody who took a, a minute to uh, listen and comment on our last episode, episode 106. So Matt, Troy, Travis, Pipe Mojo, Vegas, Pete, Pariah, Throwing Toasters, Grant, Jay Irish, 780, Mike, 824, Drew, and The Faction. Jared, thank you. Thank you for commenting. No, thank you guys. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Um, hopefully, it wasn't too much of a letdown of a big special guest, but ah, not at all. Studio, so. <laughs> I mean, if uh, it's not going to be Exandic Adrian Street, you were in second on our list. That, that, I mean, that was it. <laughs> and I, I thought about him having dressed like Exandic Adrian Street, but we ran out. He left that I'm, behind in Denmark. That didn't didn't, didn't left his glitter in Denmark. He did. He that was the lighter I signed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> As all everybody always has better agents and lawyers than us. So, and a final reminder, you know, this will be happening mere 24 hours after you hear this. But River Rumble 2022, November 12th and 13th in Clinton, Iowa. We're going to be a small but mighty group. But if you have a last minute uh, hole in, in your schedule and want to come check us out, we're going to have a good time. Grant's going to have the exclusive uh, first release of his um, championship wrestling from Hollywood cards there. Um, we're going to have some fun and, uh, yeah, we're going to play some legends, some champions of the galaxy, a little superstar pro, maybe some go fight pal, watch some matches and just hang out and enjoy the fellowship of this game in our community. Um, like I mentioned before, the Phil Singer games fun night is Friday, November 18th. So make sure you check that out. Um, hopefully I'll get on in time so I can give you a, a report from Carter's wrestling tournament that night. And, uh, I feel like there's one other thing I needed to plug, but I don't remember what it was. So yeah. Listen next week. Everybody stay safe and be excellent to each other. And we will talk to you next week on Uncharted Territory. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com.
Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com, T-E-E-K-O store.com. for listening and uh, everybody be safe and be excellent to each other and we will listen to you next week or we'll hear from you we'll rock all the this stuff. is how the sausage gets made promoters yeah. this, is, this is it right here and the crowd goes mild <laughs> let's drop the mic <laughs>